You are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Two Women. Greetings to you all, my radio friends. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy today's talk, and I hope that that mysterious book, the Bible, is becoming clearer to you. I hope also that you are coming to the realization that you are very much loved, loved by God. Those who think that the Bible is too hard to understand fail to grasp the main point, which is driven home many times and in many ways. It is that God loves us human beings despite all our rebellion and stupidity. The Bible is quite clear that every human being has sinned. That's recorded in Romans 3.28, which very plainly says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But then it goes on to say, And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus. God loves both good and bad, and, dare I say it, the ugly. This week we will go back to prophecy in the book of Revelation. It is about two women, one a pure, virtuous woman, and the other an evil, adulterous woman. We will look at Revelation chapter 12, in Revelation chapter 17. As you probably already know, Revelation uses a lot of symbolism. A woman represents a system of worship. This will become clearer as we go along. Someone might rightly ask, why does the Bible use symbols like water, beasts and women, for example, instead of plainly coming out and saying what it is. We must remember that the prophets were usually shown what would happen in the future through visions. A vision is a kind of dream. The vision would make much more sense and be better remembered when there were pictures. Most people think in pictures rather than in words. And God who gives the visions is very aware of that. After all, as the old saying goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. So here we have a symbol of a system of worship represented by a woman. Revelation 12 speaks about a pure woman. That would represent a pure system of worship, a pure church that follows the teachings of the word of God. Then, in Revelation 17, there is a description of an impure, corrupt woman, representing a corrupt system of worship, which does not follow the word of God. Today, we will concentrate mostly on this woman. Starting in Revelation chapter 17 and verses 3 to 6, the prophet John writes, Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into a desert, 
There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered in blasphemous names and seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. This title was written on her forehead, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. Straight away we can see that this woman, this system of worship that is, is in opposition to God and it has killed many of the saints, that is, those people who accepted the sacrifice of Jesus for their sins. In short, it means that this system of worship was responsible for destroying many of God's faithful people. Now let us consider the description of the corrupt woman. Firstly, she is described as sitting on a scarlet beast or some sort of animal. The beast is described as being covered in blasphemous names. The beast has seven heads and ten horns. The woman is dressed in clothing of two colours, purple and scarlet. The woman is adorned with expensive jewellery. The woman holds a cup, a golden cup in her hand. The cup contains terrible things the woman has done. The woman has her titles written on her forehead. Now, we're not left wondering who or what this prophecy is all about, as the angel explains what the vision is about. In Revelation chapter 17 and verse 8, the angel is speaking, The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and will come up out of the abyss and go to his destruction. The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast, because he once was, now is not, and yet will come. We might possibly think that the beast, that is this strange animal, could mean Satan. But no, Satan is described as a dragon. The beast is the one to whom Satan gives power and acts as his agent. We've come across this creature before in an earlier program. The creature has been identified by many of the Protestant reformers and by many Bible scholars as the Roman Catholic Church. Ah, how could that be, you might ask. Well, the beast is scarlet, that is, bright red. This, of course, is the colour of blood, fresh blood. You may remember how during the Middle Ages the Roman Catholic Church attempted to stamp out Protestantism by killing Protestant Christians, possibly up to 150 million of them. 
At the same time, red is the color of royalty. The Roman Catholic Church calls itself the Mother Church. It claims it has a mandate from Christ and claims it has the keys to hell and eternal life. It acts as if it has a royal prerogative. The beast is covered with blasphemous names. Now, blasphemy is claiming that you are God or that you take the place of God. This fits the interpretation of what is identified as the beast power. If you check on the internet the names of the titles of the Pope, you will find many there, although there are eight main ones. Here are a few. The Pope is called His Holiness the Pope. He's also known as the Vicar of Christ. He's sometimes called the successor of St. Peter, Prince of the Apostles. And then we have in Latin, he's called Vicarius Filii Di, which in English is the Vicar of God. But are these titles blasphemous? The very name Pope means father or papa. The title His Holiness indicates that the Pope is holy, the epitome of being holy. But it goes beyond mere being holy. Its title says His Holiness, which indicates that he is the supreme holy one. A title like that should only belong to God. Then you have the word vicar in two of the Pope's titles. The word vicar means substitute, where someone takes the place of another. There is no question about the Pope's role, as is explained in Catholic literature. According to what is said in that literature, the Pope takes the place of God on earth. The Pope is therefore not answerable to God. He does what he wants to do without being held accountable to anyone. Is a name like Vicar of God blasphemous? You bet it is. Jesus is our substitute, not the Pope. A further description is given about the beast. It has seven heads and ten horns. This is not the first time the Bible describes the beast. The prophet Daniel partially describes this beast in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 7. Of its activities, Daniel says, and that's in Daniel 7.25, He, the beast, will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and half a time. In a previous program, I have shared with you about the rise and fall and later another rise of the Papal Church, so we will not go into that again in this program. We'll have a little break for a while and we'll come back after this piece of music. Nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows. 
studying today on the topic of the two women and this is a rather strange prophecy and some of you probably are not familiar with it but um, the women or a woman in Bible prophecy refers to a system of worship and we've been looking at one of these women who was described as a prostitute um, a nasty woman and this woman was sitting on a beast, and we've just looked at some of those things. So let's see what we can now learn about the woman. Well, first of all, <coughs> sorry, she's dressed in purple and scarlet. This, as was said before, are the colours of royalty. By the way, have you ever seen the colours of the costumes worn by the Pope and his cardinals? There is a predominance of, yes, you've guessed it, 
purple and scarlet. So this woman, this false system of worship, may also be identified by these colours. Then we see another aspect of the woman. She is adorned with costly jewellery. Obviously, she's rich. Now, there's no doubt that the Roman Catholic Church is very wealthy. The value of its properties alone is an immense amount. Years ago, an aunt and uncle of mine sold their farm for quite a large amount of money and spent much of their retirement life travelling the world. My aunt had a contract with one of the local Victorian newspapers to write a weekly column. This proved to be fascinating for the readers, especially as my relatives made several visits to China, which at that time was just beginning to open up to Western visitors. On one of their trips, they visited Rome and were granted permission to view the treasury in the Vatican. My uncle was not a religious man. I remember him telling about walking through the treasury. He said they walked through this grand passageway, about four metres high, and lined on each side with shelves, which were filled with precious works of art, with gold artefacts studded with precious gems, and all other kinds of treasure. They walked for about three quarters of an hour, and could not believe what they saw. Fort Knox wasn't a patch on this place. That's referring, of course, to this woman who's adorned in all these um, precious ornaments. Now we come to this golden cup which the woman is holding in her hand. On the outside it was beautiful, but the inside was a different matter because it was filled with the atrocities the woman, this corrupt system of worship, had committed. It reminds me of what is happening in the Middle East in these times where you have extremist Muslim groups like ISIL and Al-Qaeda committing all sorts of atrocities, like cutting off people's heads, raping innocent women and girls, and all in the name of Muhammad. The basis for the extremism is associated with their religion. This woman, we talk what the Bible talks about, this corrupt system of worship, has largely hidden the atrocities it has caused over the years, but they are there nevertheless. I've heard people make comments such as this, if this is the result of religion, then I don't want anything to do with it. And that comment is fair enough, but it needs to be pointed out that religion, which leads to death and persecution of anyone who disagrees with it, is not the religion of Christ. It belongs to a system which will not tolerate people to follow their own consciences. It is opposed to what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that religion should be pure and undefiled. This is depicted by the pure woman mentioned in Revelation 12. 
Now we come to the bit about the corrupt woman having various titles written on her forehead. Those titles are Mystery, Babylon the Great, the Mother of Prostitutes, and of the Abomination of the Earth. Always remember that the corrupt woman represents a corrupt or false system of worship. There are many religions where people worship idols or other so-called gods. As far as I'm concerned, they too are false systems of worship and may be included as represented by the corrupt woman. But this part of the prophecy starts out by saying that one of her titles is mystery. It is a mystery that the worship system of the true God the creator of heaven and earth, has been corrupted and all sorts of other things have been brought in and become so-called sanctified. It is a mystery that although God's word has clearly stated that when a person dies, nowadays it's commonly believed that the dead person is whisked up to heaven and is alive again. It is a mystery that one can be encouraged to pray to a dead saint for help in a particular life's issue and expect help. It is a mystery that God's holy law, the Ten Commandments, has been changed by a church organisation which has no authority to make any change. It is a mystery that the same church organisation claims the right to forgive sin, yet at the same time many of its officers, that's the priests, are suspected of illegal sexual activity and also involving children. It is a mystery that such a church organisation regards its own traditions as having greater authority than the revealed will of God, the Bible. Yes, the title on the woman's head proclaims that these false systems of worship are a mystery. People should not be worshipping false gods. They should worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea and the springs of water. Just prior to that verse in Revelation 14, 7, It says that we are to fear God and give him glory. Then there is the second title written on the woman's forehead. It is Babylon the Great. The term Babylon is used in various places in the book of Revelation to mean a corrupt and decadent yet large worship system. After all, This is what the corrupt woman represents. I'd like to read a quote about Babylon from the study helps from the New International Version of the Bible. The note is entitled Babylon the Great. This is what it says. Ancient Babylon in Mesopotamia was the political, commercial and religious centre of a world empire. It was noted for its luxury and moral decadence. The title Babylon the Great is used for Rome 
as the centre of opposition to God and to his people. The note continues that the title may also refer to the whole political and religious system of the world in general. But it certainly does not refer to the pure and true system of worship where God is honoured and obeyed. But there is yet another title written on the woman's forehead, something that characterises this false system of worship. It reads, The mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. Put into modern language, this first part of the title could read, The the Madam Running a Brothel. Since this false system of worship is called the mother of prostitutes, it means that the corrupt woman has been the one to give birth to daughters who are also prostitutes, who are following the lead of their mother. That means that within their particular organisations, that is, these other church groups, there are also things that are not approved by God. Some people who adhere to these organisations are being led away from rather than to the truth. I don't know if you've heard that the Roman Catholic Church is making attempts to win back Protestants to become Roman Catholics. Church of England priests, for example, are permitted to be married if they join the Catholic Church. But there is also this invitation which has gone from the Vatican to Protestant church organisations. Simply stated, it is come back to the mother church. It's interesting that the Roman Catholic Church identifies itself as the mother church. So, if some Protestant churches are called prostitutes, what have they done? The simple answer is that they have accepted, observe and teach certain things which are not from the word of God but rather were instituted by the Catholic Church. Such things are observance of the first day of week as God's Sabbath, that the dead are not dead but that they are alive in a different form in a different place and that there is another authority than the revealed word of God, and so on. This corrupt woman, you will have to agree, has many daughters. Did you know that there are some Protestant organisations in these modern times where the Pope is recognised as the head of the Christian church? Now there's a lot more in these prophecies about about the two women, but there are two more points I wish to share with you before we end today's session. Firstly, in Revelation 17, 18, it says, The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of earth. And what city might that be? It is Babylon, Elias, Rome. In other words, one name is used to describe another one. Secondly, the prophet reveals the fate of this false worship system. 
and the economy that is built up around it. It will fall. God is not in it and eventually will cause its downfall. Revelation 14.7 says, says it this way, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great, which made all the nations drink of the maddening wine of her adulteries. The false system of worship that appears to be strong and powerful today will eventually be brought to nothing because God will have the last say. He will not tolerate forever a system which misrepresents him and tries to upstage his authority. But there is also an admonition. It is found in Revelation 18.4. God is speaking. He says, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not share in any of her plagues. Yes, God does have true and faithful people, and some of them are currently included in false worship systems. If you are honest in your heart and want to do what is right, if you accept the sacrifice on Jesus, of Jesus on your behalf, God may be calling you to come out. I hope you're willing to join me and stand up for what is right and to honour God in your life instead of just following the crowd. If you're willing to do this, commit yourself to God and tell him of your intention. Well, that's it for today. We will continue the prophecies about the two women next week when we will have part two. In the meantime, this is Len, wishing you God's blessings and peace until you join me again next week. <laughs> 